Hi, and welcome to The Badass Moms, where we moms learn to achieve fitness and health goals despite being sleep-deprived and overworked. Here's your host, Nicole, the super busy mommy coach. Hello, and welcome to Badass Moms, brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. I'm Nicole Cruz, super busy mommy coach. Uh, We're going to get into a really great conversation with my guest here, who I'll introduce in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you about something that I'm extremely excited about. Um, I am launching a brand new transformation program January 1st. And this one is different from everything else I've done because the other ones have been live programs, live coaching groups, one-on-one coaching. And I am now offering a do-it-yourself course that you can complete at home. And it is, you know, a hundred percent, um, it's, it's flexible. You can do it on your own time, though there is a schedule, you can move things around, but also it has an app, which means that there is no getting on a computer or logging in. You can just tap, tap on your phone and see everything you need in order to complete your transformation. Um, And the other thing that is unique compared to, um, you know, workouts that I've launched for, you know, home workouts in the past is that you have a bit by bit rollout. And so every day you get action steps that are just a couple of minutes, you know, two minutes, five minutes, occasionally eight minutes, but over time they snowball into this complete regimen and lifestyle transformation. And it adds up to a regimen that has been proven to be just as good as a typical high quality regimen you'd expect that's done in a gym. But this is designed by applying exercise science to the life of busy moms who don't have uninterrupted time. And so you can do a set, be a mom, do a set, be a mom, and just integrate it fully throughout your day. So I'm really excited for you to try it. You can use the link that is in the show notes of this episode to access it, or shoot me a message at Coach on Facebook or Instagram, and I will make sure you get signed up. Right now is the pre-sale. If you purchase in the month of December, you get 70% off. Okay, 70% off. So now is the time. Get it as a gift for the busy moms in your life, okay? Any, any single moms, moms going through the toughest times, it is designed specifically for you. Get it for yourself and then build up your support network by getting it for those around you. Have your own accountability group, okay? Make sure you get in touch with me at Super Busy Mommy Coach on Facebook and Instagram, and I will get you hooked up. All right, so getting into the episode, I am super excited to have Johnny Bacobo on this episode. Johnny is the co founder of Ohana Strong Transformations and the creator of the Live 360 Experience. He helps busy, married, working moms live 360 degrees of success in fitness, mind, relationships, and growth. Welcome to the episode, Johnny. Thanks for being on Badass Moms. Hello, Hanukkah. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) Yeah, so you are hailing from California. Yes, 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 yes. There's a 3,000 miles or however many between us. Yeah, totally. Uh, It's a, you have nicer weather than I'm experiencing here in New York right now. It's probably like 30 something degrees, super foggy and rainy. 
<laughs> Can you send me some of your sunshine, please? Here it comes. Here it comes. Ready? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Cause, um, you know, uh, there, I, I'm not a big fan of excuses, so I'm going to have to be out there running in this anyway, pretty soon after this episode. <laughs> Just to- yeah. You know, got, I got, got my layers, uh, <laughs> throw on some more layers and I will be out there rain and rain, shine, cold, so hot. Question, question about the running real quick. Do your running shoes, your Nikes, are they like snow boots for that kind of stuff? <laughs> No. So the thing is, um, I haven't invested in stuff that's great for running in the snow just because we don't get that much. No, usually the snow is light enough where I can run with regular sneakers. It's not like slipping and sliding. A couple times that happens, I'll do something different. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically if I make sure that I have stuff where I can run anything down to 25, 30 degrees, um, and I use barefoot running shoes and actually once it's above like 55 degrees, I, I live, uh, in this neighborhood called Rockaway, Rockaway beach, um, right. which a lot of people don't really know exists in New York city, but it's like this little peninsula that juts out into the water. And so like I have the ocean on one side, like a block away. And so I'll just barefoot run in the sand, but, um, I know so good for your feet and joints, right? <laughs> I wish everyone had access to that, but, um, exfoliation from the sand, (laughs) you know, while you can exfoliate with the sand when you run in it, it actually, like I need pedicures religiously in the summer because I just get so many calluses and every, yep. I just, I have to make sure I'm going to the salon every couple of weeks, but I have to do it, you know, after my barefoot run, because otherwise the pedicure just gets messed up. The nail ladies for like you run in beach, don't you? <laughs> yeah, they're they're looking at my feet like, what did you do? <laughs> Sometimes you know, like believe it or not, even with all the seashells, my feet rarely get that cut up. But they'll see like little nicks and be like, what happened to you? <laughs> Gosh. Oh, yeah, God. but anyways, um, you work with busy married working moms. Yep. Yes, we do. You are not a busy married working mom, <laughs> which is unusual for that, you know, for that segment of the industry. Usually you have a bunch of moms doing it. So how did you end up becoming so passionate about this? Um, so I started out as a one-on-one personal trainer and transitioned into boot camps. And when I transitioned into boot camps, the majority of our clientele we're women. And then the, I realized that the majority of our clientele were married. They were working. They were moms. And over the years, uh, that was like 2009, um, working with the moms that we, that we work with, I started to realize that you know, they all have similar sort of issues and things going on. And it, it, just, it, it just kept growing and going in that direction. Um, and, um, I think the thing that is the most powerful is when they step into our, into our doors and step into our waters and they don't feel so confident about themselves. They don't love who they are and how they are showing up in a a few weeks, in a few months, in a few years to see them go through that transformation of, of stepping into their confidence and owning 
owning themselves again and, and, and knowing that they matter, that's powerful. And, um, I, that is, that is, that is why it, uh, I've gravitated, um, towards working with married moms, busy moms, working moms. That's awesome. So you kind of fell into it and then just became addicted to the cause. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it, it's just very powerful and very fulfilling and rewarding. I hear you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for the audience who doesn't know me as well, it was, so I ended up coming, like just stumbling on Johnny's account on Instagram. And some of the things that you were saying, Johnny, I was like, that you, that sounds like me. Like, did I write that? <laughs> What's going on? And then I looked into it more and really the, we, our missions are so aligned. And the only main difference is that uh, my focus is um, more on like single moms and moms who are going through like t- really tough situations in their life. Um, you know, so some of them it's, uh, you know, like it could be, it could be anything, but usually there's like some kind of like crisis going on, um, you know, with the moms that I'm working with, not all the time, but that's kind of, um, you know, just given my backstory, that's kind of who I end up working with the most. And then you're working with like, you know, married moms in a little bit of a different situation. But other than that, we, other than that, we do almost the same thing. And there's so much overlap in, um, you know, what, what the, um, what the obstacles are that these moms face, what yeah. the, you know, the, the mindset, the logistical, uh, considerations, <laughs> like it's just so similar. And yeah, three places at once. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, like I just, um, put something up recently and it was like, you know, motivational memes aren't going to solve the problem. You know, like I, <laughs> I put something up and I was like, it said like, this is a motivational meme. How cute. It doesn't stop my toddler from having night terrors and peeing the bed during my 4am workout. <laughs> nope. Yeah, totally. So let's get into that because a lot of moms, what I see is that I feel like the focus from a lot of trainers is, you know, motivation, like make time, push harder, you know, you can do it. And like, okay, that's great. And for some people, that's all they need. But then I find that in a lot of cases, that's not really what's needed. What's needed is, you know, practical solutions. And so let's get into that. Like what's some of the advice or what are some of the, you know, tricks and tips that you give these busy working moms for them to figure out how to get fitness into their life when there's already no room? I think the biggest thing, uh, and I experienced it as, and when I was starting out as a, tra- as, as a trainer is you, you kind of, you kind of have that approach. <laughs> the douchebag approach for lack of a better term, but like you have to do it. Yeah. And over the course of, of the years, as you grow wiser and you grow more skillful, you start to realize that there is a level of customization for every individual that needs to happen. And you, you don't honor the, 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 the person you're working with by smashing, by just dropping a template on them and saying, this is what you got to do. I don't care. <laughs> but, and they're sitting there going, well, I'm a square. You're asking me to be a circle. <laughs> <laughs> And so you, you really have to get to know um, your client and you have to get to know what is going on in their life and who they are and what the real situations are, um, not only at home, but what's going on at work, what's going on in here mm-hmm. um, and what's going on in their relationships. And because um, all, all of that has, it all comes together. 
and it all it all goes into this the soup, if you will, of, <laughs> of what what you're dealing with. And uh, I think the, the the first thing that I, I invite and encourage um, the the moms that we work with is to look at what's real in your life. And it's not always easy. It's not always fun because sometimes there's a lot of ugly stuff there. There's a lot of stuff that perhaps you've been avoiding and pushing away mm -hmm. and, and putting your face in the phone so you don't have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to look at that stuff and you have to look at it in the eye mm -hmm. um, because if you don't, everything else that you, 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 you come up with as a solution, you can end up falling short of, of what it is that you really want. And that's a frustrating cycle. And, and it's one of the things that I realized it keeps people in that cycle. And so um, look at what's real in your life. Mm -hmm. do, you yeah. have a, do you have an example to illustrate what you mean by that? So uh, I'll, I'll dive into like, like uh, your relationships, like if, as, as a married mom, like if your communication sucks with your spouse and you're not acknowledging that, you have to, you have to acknowledge that. Otherwise, like, you know, you, at, in, in your relationship, you, you have that argument about our communication sucks, but you're really not doing anything about it. And I mean, because I've been in that situation as well with my wife, like, we'll have that, that argument where, you know, we need to communicate better. That's one occurrence. This is something that needs to be worked on daily, just like in the gym. It needs to be reps done daily, but we have this, this false sort of thought pattern and process that oh we we, we talked about it <laughs> things will be better <laughs> i know for me as a guy and you know speaking with with the the women that we work with you know you know their husband a lot of their husbands are in a similar situation where communication is not is not a, is not a normal thing and it's not something as a guy that you feel open to be able to do and so you have to you have to do those reps, not only on, uh, you know, your part as a guy, but, um, you know, as, as, as the wife in that, in that, in that, um, in that equation, the, the, rep, the reps have to be done. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times that's one thing that gets ignored. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that, that's an example. Yeah. No, that's yeah. great. That's fantastic. Um, and again, it's, it's just so funny because I hear the things coming out of your mouth and I say something, you know, I call it, I call it be a warrior. You know, yeah. warriors don't try to avoid the scary things or the difficult things. They charge right towards it. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty much, um, you know, it's a, it's a little bit, um, you know, I focus a little bit more on the mindfulness side of it and like what's going on internally, but it's just, it echoes so much of what you're saying. It's crazy. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, being real about what's going on in their life is yeah. an important step. And then from there, how do they make the changes needed in order to integrate fitness? Or how do they make change? How do they change how they think about fitness in order to make it fit into their lives? So there's, there's a powerful tool that we use. It's called Hale. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think I do it a disservice by calling it a tool. It's actually, when it's fully integrated, it's, because it's your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, and hale is the Hawaiian word for house. Uh, my wife created, uh, she, she thought of it. And each of those letters, H-A-L-E, stands for different parts in your life that when you 
when you look at those different parts of your life, those are the things that, that at the end of the day, when you strip away all the craziness and all the chaos of your life, these are the things that matter. Mm-hmm. That when you do the work in these four things, help you feel balanced, help you feel whole and feel less chaos and more mm-hmm. control in your life. And so that H um, is house and it stands for, and that represents everything in your life that has to do with your fitness, nutrition, and taking care of yourself, like many petties. And so A is affirmations. And that is everything that has to do with your emotional state, your mindset, and your spirituality. And then L is love, your relationships with your kids, your spouse, your family, and the people around you. And then E is expansion, which um, is how you level up, how you grow, how you learn new things, either from books, podcasts, coaches, masterminds, help you show up as a better human, as a better wife, as a better parent, as a better daughter, as what you do at work. Um, And so inside of those four areas, I ask our clients to, again, look at what's real. And uh, there's, there's, a, there's a questionnaire that they go through for that. And you have to go deep into that. And it's a lot of times, it's, it's, it's not fun. Like I said, it, it's, there's, there's a lot of uncomfortable things um, that you have to look at, even inside of just your, your fitness and nutrition. Like if you have to be real with yourself, like, okay, I'm only showing up once a week to the gym. I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't really care about what my nutrition is like right now. And I, I really do nothing to take care of myself. For a lot of people, that's a hard thing to admit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from that, from that, then we can start to, to get, get into, well, if that's where you are right now, what is it that you really want for yourself um, from what's real? And then we go through that process in each of those steps. What is it? Where, what's, what's on your plate right now? What are the cards on your table? And then what is it that you want from that? Mm-hmm. And from there, it's a powerful thing because they start, to, they start to craft in each of those areas what it is that they want. And the clarity is powerful because a lot of times there is no clarity. And without clarity, you're swiping for the branches. <laughs> and I can't get the fruit. Mm-hmm. And it happens so often, and that becomes part of that frustrating cycle that starts to wear on your mindset, and you start to feel less confident, you start to feel worthless, and start to feel like, oh, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And it spills over into your fitness, because then you're like, oh, I feel worthless, what's the point working out? Mm-hmm. I feel worthless, let me just distance myself from my spouse, let me distance myself from my kids, let me be less patient at home. Um, and, you know, it at some point you're if you're feeling worthless you're not going to do anything to help yourself expand and learn and grow because why would you if you why feel like you? it's not going to work anyway yeah, I've done it. And why why put in the effort if it's yeah. just i keep trying and i'm getting nowhere why yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's so powerful because some some moms that come to us those their stories really Mm-hmm. They're stories. Um, I've had my own stories as well that I've had to <laughs> bust through. But we all have our stories, and those things can can become so powerful and hold us down. And that's also the power of stepping into what's real. 
When you step into what's real, you start to see and realize that those stories is that's all they are. And that you can craft a new story by giving yourself that permission to say, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And then every single day, do something small to move you sort of towards what it is that you want. And mm -hmm. before you know it, you are living a new story and you, you, you left that story behind. Yeah. Baby yeah. steps, transformation, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's about values. You know, like this is like everything you're talking about is just so much about knowing your values and being real about how you use your time and whether or not those like what are your actions? How are you using your time? And are those aligning with your values? And I think one of the big things that I find working with moms, you know, as, with with almost everybody with humans. One of the things I find working with humans <laughs> is that a lot of times there's sort of this default program that we're, we see around us and we just kind of get funneled into, you know, oh, you're yeah. supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed oh, yeah. to do that. And then when people step back and realize that, you know, if you list your values, like what are your top values? What do most people say? Family, <laughs> health, <laughs> you know, something along those lines, making some sort of positive difference in the world. Those are probably the ones that come up the most. The most and common answer that I get is, I don't know. Really? Okay. Yeah. Usually I get something along the lines of, you know, you know, my family, my kids, my husband, um, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then health, something along the lines of health. And yeah. then I, I'll, sometimes I'll get something along the lines of, you know, having a positive difference in the world or self-growth or something like that. Um, you find that it, it's, it's very superficial though, like it's up here with, 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 with some of those. And then when you dig deeper into that, then it really gets into the fabric and the heart of who they are and what it is that they really want. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, you're so right. And I find that it's sort of this abstract thing. Like I value health, but what does that mean in terms of actions? <laughs> you know, I value, yes, exactly. And so I find that once people talk, okay, these are my values. Okay. That's great. Now I want you to go through a typical day and tell me how you use your time. And then we look at how do those two things line up? Are you, are you spending your time in line with your values? So for example, like how do most people spend their time? They they wake up, um, especially if we're working with moms, they kind of um, you know, go into this crazy chaotic thing where they're trying to get themselves ready and all the kids ready and magically get out the door within a within a <laughs> within like a set amount of time to get wherever they have to go on time. And then there are meltdowns and things spilling and it's like, well, that that milk is going to have to stay on the floor because we got to go, <laughs> you know, and it's that's kind of what mornings are like. Then they go to work. And for a lot of people, they're working a job that is out of necessity, right? It's yeah. not like, oh, I'm doing something that I feel passionate about that I think is making a good contribution to the world. Some people yeah. are fortunate enough to be there. And a lot of people, they're like, I have a job. It pays the bills. That's all I'm worried about right now, right? And then, yeah. And then what do they do? They come home. And they have to take care of kids, maybe make dinner, whatever the case may be. And then homework. all of a sudden they're in bed. Huh? <laughs> homework. Homework. Oh, my yes. God. 
Yes. Getting them to do the homework. Every four seconds, sit back down, do your homework, sit back down and do your homework, sit back down and do your homework. And, and so there's not even really that much thought about how they're, it's like, well, I have to do all of all of these things. What am I going to cut out? No. And so getting into that. Oh, it's, it, you start to, everything's by on default. Yes. And you're, it's just very reactionary. Exactly. Nothing is, nothing is, is purposeful. Exactly. And so then it's what you said about fulfillment. Like these are the four areas, you know, house, affirmations, love, expansion. Those are the four areas that tend to contribute to fulfillment. Once you take your values in those areas, whatever your top values are, and start making sure you're aligning your time better with them or have a plan to be able to, it might be a long-term plan, right? Like some people hear this and they're like, so what do you want me to do? Just quit my job? No, I'm not telling you to quit your job. You can have a long-term plan. I'm going to work hard at my job for the next couple of years so that I can gain the experience needed to build my resume and apply to something that is a little bit more in tune with what I want to do. And then from there, I can move into this type of opportunity. It can be a two-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. But if you're not doing something in 10 years, you're going to be exactly where you are right now. So it doesn't matter how long the plan is, as long as you're working towards something, you know? Yeah, that that exactly happened for um, a mom that we work with. Um, She was feeling undervalued at her job. And Mm so inside of our strategy sessions, we we dove into her her holiday. And inside of her her expansion area, um, when we plotted out what she wanted for herself, uh, she she said she wanted to to pursue continuing education in in some particular areas of, of what she does. And 30 days later, she comes in and she, she we're talking about it. She says, I did it. I did these things. And she, how she felt in that moment, in that session was completely different from how she felt 30 days before she felt valued and she felt like she was worth more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's powerful. Yeah. Powerful. And like, it, it, we get so myopic sometimes in our jobs that like, oh, there's, there's not anything I can do. And, you know, she was in, she had sort of that, those blinders on as well. But when we sat and talked and like really flushed things out, then it, things opened up for her. Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, I can say from personal experience that having that plan, no matter how long-term it is, makes such a big difference in your fulfillment. Yeah. You know, there have been times in my life that were incredibly difficult and where what I was doing on a daily basis on the surface wasn't in line with my values, but because it was part of this long-term plan that I felt did align with my values, it, I felt like I was on the right right track. I felt more fulfilled. It was like, no, I don't, I'm, I'm happy where I am right now because this is the best way for me to get where I want to go. And I don't have to be where I want to go yet, as long as I'm going there, (laughs) you know? And it it feeds into a basic human need that we all have to grow. Yeah. Because if you feel like you're stuck, that, again, starts to weigh on on this. And you start to, again, feel like, I'm going nowhere. What's the point? And, man, you just start to go down to this rabbit hole of, like, your self-worth coming. Yeah. Growth and contribution 
Yeah. Right? You know, feeling like we are making some sort of positive contribution to the world, to society, to history, yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. Everyone values things differently, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then once you get into, you know, Halle, once you get into aligning time with values, um, all of a sudden there comes a point where you have to think about the practical considerations, right? You're like, okay, well, I, I have to fit in fitness. I have to fit in nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. And then I find that a lot of the moms who already have that play in place, you know, yeah. they're doing things that aren't the most effective courses of action that they could possibly be taking. And so for yeah. example, they're, you know, like I know moms and they're like, you know, well, the thing is, I just have to accept that I'm not going to have the same level of fitness I did before because I'm working out every chance I get. But, you know, sometimes, you know, the kids tend to interrupt and, you know, yeah. they have nightmares or one pees their pants. And then, you know, I've lost my time for my workout. And so, you know, I am fitting it in and I'm pushing hard, but I just have to accept. And it's like, no, no, that's, that's not the case. And it's not their fault. It's, I, I blame it on, you know, the trainers and the fitness. It's, it's our responsibility to use our expertise and apply it to their situation, which yeah. you do really well. <laughs> um, Visualization. <laughs> exactly. And so the thing is, you know, a lot of moms tell me, they're like, you know, well, while I'm cooking, if I'm waiting a minute for something to heat up, I'll start doing some squats. And I'm like, okay, you're doing squats with how much weight? Yeah. With nothing. I'm just squatting. And I'm like, okay. so can we agree that in order for you to get more fit, you have to do something beyond what your body's used to? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. So you, have you ever held your child on your hip and bent down and picked something up? Yeah, of course. Okay. How much does your child weigh? 30 pounds. Yeah. Okay. You just did a squat with 30 pounds. So doing a squat with zero pounds, unless you do like 500 of them, isn't yeah. going to get you results, <laughs> you know, and they're not supposed to know this. That's our job. You yeah. know, and so giving those, some of those practical solutions, you know, what are the workouts that get the best results when they're done in short bursts with rest in between that gives moms the opportunity to do a short burst and be interrupted without be interrupt to, like, lock down an hour of their day or it, however long. Exactly. The whole idea that you have to have this uninterrupted block of time to do a workout yeah. is, is a myth. That's just convention, right? If you take exercise science in a bubble, like not considering anything else, <laughs> like it's a textbook problem, right? Like those word problems you used to get in math that have nothing to do with real life. You know, if, yeah, if you, well, that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you if you approach fitness that way, then you end up with this, you know, one hour block of workouts that are put together in a certain way. And don't get me wrong, you know, like some of them, like if you're doing endurance training or if you're training athletes who are going to be competing in a game that lasts an hour or two hours, then yes, yeah. doing things back to back can be really important. Yeah. But for general health and fitness and strength and what most people are looking for, yeah. You have other options. <laughs> you do. And it, it, yeah, this is, this goes into a conversation that I had with, um, with uh, a client the other day. She came to us feeling defeated and overwhelmed. And I, I hadn't seen her in our facility in a month. And so um, she texted me and, uh, you know, she said, I'm feeling defeated and, and, and overwhelmed and I think I'm ready to quit. 
And I, t- I reached out to her. I said, it, you know, it's not my intention to, to lead you down this path where you feel this way, defeated and, and, and overwhelmed. And I just said, why don't you come in and let's talk about what you got going on? What are the cards on your table? And so, you know, she came in and we talked and um, stuff got spicy. Um, I handed her the Kleenex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of, you know, just real life stuff going on. And seeing what the cards were on the table for her and what was happening, what wasn't happening in her house and what wasn't, what was happening in her affirmations and what was happening in her relationships and how she was feeling stuck in her expansion. I was like, you're clearly overwhelmed right now. And it it is not going to serve you to expect you to be here three days a week doing boot camp. What can you do with the cards that you got right now? So initially there was like, I don't know. (laughs) But as we dug a little deeper into what what her, her day looks like and how she's managing her time, then it came to be that, oh, I can walk my dog three days a week. I was like, okay, it's better than not doing anything for now. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was the first piece. And then the second piece, as we dove into her, 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 her food, I was like, again, you are overwhelmed. I'm not going to expect you to track macros because that's going to blow you out of the water. You go like, it's crazy. <laughs> Weighing everything. <Yes. laughs> looking looking up the calories and the grams of protein. <laughs> So I was like, okay, look, let, let's just master the basics here. Deal with the basics. All right. I just need you to eat. And when you eat, just have some protein, some carbs and some veg. Can you do that? She's mm-hmm. like, okay, yes. And then the other thing was finally, I was like, the final piece is I just need you to focus on getting more sleep. Even if that's just 30 minutes more sleep than you're getting, mm-hmm. then you're three hours. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Mm-hmm. And so it was those three things. And that became her simple strategy to help her to first stop feeling overwhelmed and boost her confidence so that when she's ready, she can step into whatever the next level is that we craft for her. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because what you did right there is so important in that you're looking at the big picture and then looking at what the entry point is and then building upon it because you mentioned the three things that help people not just to not feel overwhelmed because they've changed the logistics but biologically and mentally not to feel as overwhelmed right because when you are getting physical activity it changes your hormones which change your emotions so that you don't feel as overwhelmed you know, you don't feel as much tension in your body. Being oh. physically uncomfortable, that tension that you feel contributes to you feeling negative emotions, right? Oh, um, the nutrition, so important. There, What you're eating, the sugar crashes, the um, that, that heavy lethargic feeling you get after a meal that might not be exactly what you need, you know, yeah. that contributes to you feeling overwhelmed because then there you are with that brain fog trying to focus on whatever your boss wants you to do that day and it's a battle in your head. Yeah. Sleep, oh my God. <laughs> it's a miracle what getting sleep can do. Yeah. And even 
you know, I emphasize this just because a lot of the moms I work with, it's like getting more sleep just isn't even an option. They're, you know, they're breastfeeding or (laughs) they have kids that are going through whatever who wake them up constantly. And so improving the quality of your sleep. Quality of the sleep is really the big thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't get me wrong. You should, you, you should make it a priority to get enough sleep. And when you're doing that, if it's still not enough, then you do things to improve the quality. And, you know, and what you said, like you find that entry point. So then once she's doing those things that are practical right now, she'll feel less overwhelmed and be able to take those next steps. And then it kind of snowballs from there. Yeah. 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 She, you know, you you find yourself, she finds herself in a place where she feels less, you know, defeated um, because we started to stack those wins. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That's powerful. Yeah. Extremely powerful. And even you know, I find um, working with moms, you know, in like some of the toughest situations, I uh, I find that for them, sometimes that first initial step is an adaptogen. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's just because everything in life is so crazy and where their mindset is at the time, it can seem impossible. Like they're already doing everything they can and hitting a wall, hitting a wall, hitting a wall. A lot of times it's just, you know, an herb that can create that calm where they can have the mental clarity that can give them that energy to work out, even though they're burning the candle at both ends. You know, I've, I mean, that has been, I mean, that they were life changing for me. And then I've just seen, you know, one mom after the next, you know, come back to me after I send samples and they're like, this one was life changing. And then a different one. It was this one for me that was life changing. And it was just, you know, it gives them that that little bit that they need. It's like they're they're banging in against the wall and they get that little boost they need to just climb up over it. Yeah. 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 And, I, it, you know, there's some for for some people, there's that sort of resistance to supplements. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, as, 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 as you educate the person about the why and the what and how it's specifically for what they got going on, um, you know, that helps. Um, otherwise, totally. otherwise it's just like, what are you giving me? Why, why do I need this? Because so many people inside of fitness have been pushed, you know, supplements for most of it BS reasons. Mm-hmm. And I, but what's cool is I think we're, what we're starting to see is, is a move towards, you know, practical application. Yeah, no. And I think I, that's such an important point to bring up um, because there is reason to be skeptical of supplements. Uh, there, a lot of them are pretty much, you know, there are ones that are pretty much scams. They're not high quality. Um, like the, the probiotics that um, die in your stomach acid before they even get to your intestinal tract. <laughs> It's like, yes, yes, there, there's good reason to be skeptical about supplements. But first of all, that's why, you know, we exist, right? To help and guide people um, towards the ones that are more beneficial. But that also means that we have to be educated, which, you know, some professionals are diligent about and some people aren't. Um, for anyone listening, if you want to self-educate, examine.com has become like one of my favorite resources ever. They are so good 
at analyzing research, they are on point. These are scientists as opposed to journalists interpreting what doctors or scientists say or what an abstract from a study says. These are actual like people with research backgrounds who go through and explain with all of the nuances what is proven, to what extent there is evidence, right? So instead of just, you know, oh, chocolate cures everything. It's like, okay, there there are antioxidants and compounds within chocolate, and this is the <laughs> level of certainty we have. And maybe with this, it has a big impact. Maybe with this, it has a little impact. Here are the downsides of eating actual chocolate bars. Like they get into all of those nuances. And so if you want to kind of clear, what? <laughs> You said I could have Hershey's. <laughs> right? It's like, it's like no, we're talking about raw cacao people. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's a great resource for people who are just being bombarded with all of these conflicting messages that science is supposedly saying. No, science is not saying that. Humans who are trying to interpret science and doing a bad job are saying that. <laughs> like, or who are trying to make money by twisting things. But anyway, like, yeah. There, there are reasons to be skeptical, skeptical about supplements, but there are supplements that can be life-changing. And there are different kinds of supplements. There are ones that are literally just herbs. Like the only ingredient is an herb. Like every morning I take red ginseng tablets and the only ingredient is red ginseng, <laughs> which is a root <laughs> that's just been, you know, kind of you know, dried out and put into pill form. And yes, if I could have the actual root every day, that might be better. But, you know, and then there are ones that are not natural, but are still very beneficial if they're high quality and you take them when your body needs them. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's, that's an important point that can totally be an obstacle. Yeah. And, and, and building that, that, that trust. And, and again, the education about about why and, and, and what it, what it's for, mm -hmm. for their, for their application. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, we've talked so much about the mind. I know you're big into meditation and mindfulness and I just want to go down that rabbit hole for a bit. I mean, you do, yeah. you said meditation, um, journaling, changing the story you have in your mind. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's go down that rabbit hole. I was exposed to meditation at an early age through martial arts as a kid. And um, so that type of meditation was sitting with your legs crossed and ohm. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of martial arts did you do? Uh, I started at, with Shotokan Karate. <clears throat> okay, cool. Um, and uh, throughout, throughout the, the years in my life, I've, I've you know, been in martial arts. But, um, you know, as a nine-year-old, it's hard to sit with your legs crossed still and do this, you know, and but, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's hard to do it on your own, but it, you know, when your sensei is there with a bamboo pole, with a, <laughs> that's a little, you know, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you a little motivation. Yeah. But I realized over the years that, that, that is not what ends up, ended up working for me. And so, you know, what I tell people about meditation is that there are many different ways to meditate and you're going to have to find what works for you. And um, what I found for me is very unorthodox, but it, it, it is what works for me. And I, I, it's really no method. Um, but I, what, I, what I found specifically, the, the power of meditation and why it's, 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 it's non-negotiable for me now, it's daily. And this, this, this also applies to, uh, you know, 
the moms that we work with as well, is we all have chaos in our life. You know, and we were talking about it earlier from the time that alarm goes off, <laughs> off you go. Kids wake up. <laughs> Eat your food. We got to go. But mom. <laughs> then you got to sit in traffic and just all that craziness. And then you're at work. There's chaos. And when you're in that chaos, it gets hard for you. You're constantly in reaction mode. And it gets mm-hmm. hard for you to have clarity and make decisions mm-hmm. that are powerful. And what I realized for me um, is that, and uh, this is something that came to me from Dr. Wayne Dyer. He described it as meditation allows you to step into the gap. And it's that gap between, like if, if, if life, that chaos is the front of the stage and it's, it's what you're, you see when you meditate, it allows you to step behind the stage Mm-hmm. into stillness where it's quiet mm-hmm. and the gift that, that 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 offers is clarity and from that clarity is awareness and from that awareness you have the power to make a decision mm-hmm. um and it's it's very powerful when when you find yourself living out of reaction and you know i know i know for me that uh what i experienced spe- specifically in 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 this year um, there was a lot of chaos that I had going on in my life and, uh, specifically inside my marriage. And for, for me to try to function outside of that chaos and make decisions out of reaction, I was hitting a wall. I was hitting a wall where I found myself at a place where I didn't have the answers anymore. And it was frustrating, not only for me, but also for my wife. And so meditation became that place for me where I was able to step into stillness and see and have the gift of clarity, awareness, and make a powerful, make powerful decisions. Um, and so that, that it, it's something that, that I encourage, you know, um, the moms that we work with to, to step into as well so that they can give themselves that gift. Uh, and then linked up to that is the journaling. And it's a specific process that we have called mana, which is the Hawaiian word for power. And this journaling is, is, is the other piece that helps you unravel those stories and, and, and hunt, hunt the gifts that you were meant to get from that, you know, the a-hole that cuts you off in the store, in, in the line at the store. You know, you get, you get pissed off about that, but then, you know, there's something that you were meant to get from that. Mm-hmm. And that journaling process allows you to deal with it instead of eating it, which is what a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And, and then they stuff that, they stuff that down and the cost of stuffing your emotions spills over again <laughs> yeah. into your house, mm-hmm. those other parts of Holly. And it's, it's, it's a very powerful process to take yourself through and it's not easy. And, you know, again, you, you force yourself to deal with things that, that a lot of times you ignore and you don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but the gift of that is, 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 is the clarity, the awareness and the decision-making as well as stepping out, being able to step outside of your stories. And yeah. it, it's not, it's not an answer that I give them. It's something that they arrive at on their own. And that, that is also powerful because it, it, it allows that person, the mom, to start to trust themselves again. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's not there either. Yeah. 
No, I mean, that's uh, what you just said is golden. Um, From the part about, uh, you know, there being so many different types of meditation, uh, I find like, in the end, I think as you get into it, you, you start to end up finding benefits of incorporating multiple types of mindfulness or meditation practices into your life. No. But for a lot of people, there's one that's an entry point and there's one that just naturally resonates and clicks a little bit better. No. And once, once you can find that, it makes a big difference because as you said, you know, sitting cross-legged on the floor is not for everyone though. For me, I find that to be the one that is most powerful for me. It wasn't like that from the beginning, especially before I dealt with the hip injury. It was just like pain, 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 you know, but you know, once I dealt with the injury, all of a sudden I sat, I was able to sit in that position comfortably and I felt the, the change in my body. It was like, Whoa, okay this is why people do this. I get it now. It clicked, but that took years, you know, at, at the beginning it, for me, it was the, uh, you know, counting breaths, just yeah. counting. I'm just a very like naturally logical, like numeric kind of person, you know, I'm like, I, I like precision and I liked the idea, you know, count up to 10. I count down. This is very precise. I can do this, you know? Um, and I did that for a while before, you know, incorporating body scans and, and now it's more free flowing for me. Um, and I find, you know, a lot of people who have trouble sitting, it might be a more, um, active form of meditation. So whether it's something like yoga or walking meditation or, um, you know, mindful running can be really helpful for other people. Sensory, you know, I think, um, you know, focusing, uh, you know, so let's say you're, if you're a New Yorker and you're on that train on your commute, just closing your eyes and focusing on all the different sounds you can hear, as opposed to trying to just be still and quiet. For everyone, there's a different entry point. Um, I, I recommend the Calm app because they have so many different types of meditations and mindfulness activities that are not meditation to help people. I I feel like that's a great one for sampling a bunch of stuff to see what clicks, but yeah, you know, getting into it. And then what you said about stepping back, um, you know, I've, I've heard the term technically I've read the term, um, seed of awareness. And that's just kind of the term that resonated with me. Like that, that back place where you're, you're just aware and you can kind of see everything going on in front of you. But for me, um, you know, for me personally, the the benefit of that first came with separating a bit from emotions. Like for me, my experience of it and where the clarity came from was being able to observe emotions or physical discomfort without actually um, being in them, without like necessarily experiencing them as I usually do in daily life. Yeah, and it, it, that that separation allows me to be able to um, go forward without reacting to it the way you normally would react. And that was like just sort of my entry point and where it started having the impact with me first. Um, Whereas with everyone, it's different. Like you mentioned the mental clarity, like the mental part of it, which helps. And it's so different for everybody. And then what you said about 
journaling is so powerful because again, it's like being a warrior. It's like, you have to go straight for it. And what you said about bottling it inside and how that then impacts your house, you know, your body, because all of those, you know, emotions that you're bottling up cause um, tension, cause negative health consequences, cause stress on your body and your mind. That's so important. And just learning how to, uh, you know, when you feel these negative emotions or negative thoughts coming on, just to allow them to wash over you and then subside on their own without necessarily doing anything about it no. can have, I mean, profound effects on your mind and by, you know, the by the domino effect on your body. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I think... It's hard if you haven't experienced it to really wrap your head around how much that's the case because uh, intuitively it seems like, you know, yeah, I could see that having a, a little bit of an impact or, you know, like that's cool if your life isn't quite as crazy as mine, but you know, like, like, I don't think you understand the extent of what I'm dealing with. If you're just going to tell me to sit quietly for 10 minutes, like, like you're, you're not, you're not getting it. Like, I need annex. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to really wrap your head around it. If you haven't been there and like gone through that rock bottom place and experienced the effects yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, uh, you know, it's, um, it, it is, now more than ever, I see that it is it is all linked together. Um, yeah. And you know, with 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 the the moms that we work with who, who step into the water with us that that live that holly life, you start to see from them unraveling their stories that you know maybe from a boyfriend in high school who was always disappointed because oh you put on a couple pounds. That carried over into your adulthood. And it's mm -hmm. the reason that you're fighting that 10 pounds still. Mm -hmm. And whatever emotions you're holding on to that you haven't dealt with, that is also part of this equation. It, it, this, the, your weight loss doesn't live in this bubble by itself. There are these other parts of your life that are feeding it and going, they're like, <laughs> we're going to keep you. <laughs> and you have to deal with those things. Yeah. And also, like, why do you want to lose the weight? Do you want to lose the weight because you love yourself and you want to take care of yourself? Or do you want to lose the weight because you hate yourself and despise yourself? And sometimes I think this is one of the hardest things to address because the only person who can really know what's going on is the person themselves. Yeah. But sometimes a person can be showing positive behaviors for very negative and harmful reasons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well i mean we, we're all good at wearing masks mm -hmm. so the person eating everything correctly working out every day being on point with everything sometimes the reasons they're doing it can be very detrimental to their mental health even though they're yeah. doing everything right and everyone is praising them for it yeah and well, <laughs> there's that dark side where it's like and i'm sure you know this person too like it's all got to be perfect Oh yeah. It's all gotta be <laughs> I mean, I battle that person within me all the time. Yeah. There's and you know, I've had to go through that transformation of doing things for the wrong reason reasons yeah. to doing things out of caring for myself and self-love. And you know, that even as you make changes like that, that old you, which is I mean, really it's all you, but yeah. 
and and then if you want to get deeper into it, really none of it is you. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But Choose for the, the red for pill the, or the blue pill, <laughs> exactly for the purposes of this conversation, that that old side of you, you know, it's still there, like trying to beat its way back to the surface, and yeah. you have to acknowledge it and you know not fight it, not hate it. It's just it's there, and I like to I like to call that side, you know, that that little voice in the back of your head. Yeah. You know, the monks, they call it the monkey brain for moms. For me, I, I feel like the term toddler brain resonates a lot more <laughs> because it's like a toddler when the toddler is like, ah, you know, having their little fit or, you know, even if they're just talking about anything, you listen with love and compassion. You're not fighting them on it. You're not hating it. You're not, you don't, you don't fight the toddler, right? You listen, you give love, but you also don't listen to what that toddler says. You, you don't do everything they want, right? right. <laughs> Just because the toddler says they want this doesn't mean you give it to them, right. and, you know? And so it's kind of keeping that perspective as that, that side of you keeps coming up, coming up, coming up. You don't battle it. It's, it shouldn't be a negative thing. It's like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. I'm having this thought, right? I see. I see that thought. Okay, cool. You. You're there. Now I'm going to decide to do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stories. We cannot go through this episode without going a bit deeper into stories. Yeah. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. are we going with this? Where do you want to go? I just go. I, I mean, you, you, you are so good. I just want you to go. Like this is, I, you're, you're going to shine. I'm listening. <laughs> So, um, the thing that, that here's what cemented for me, the, 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 the power of, of, of Hale and, and why it's necessary and, and how it came to be that, that it's such a powerful tool for, for a transformation for the moms that we work with is it, it came from my life falling apart. Um, last year and early this year, I was at a point in my life where I felt deep despair and hopelessness. Um, and I was completely out of answers. I, I had no answers for how, how to turn things around in my life. Um, my business tanked. Uh, my relationship with my wife was not in a good place. We were knocking on the door of divorce. Uh, my belief in myself and, and what I was capable of. There was a, I just t- felt totally worthless. And it was a very, very dark place to, to, to be where you don't have any answers. And for a period of time, I was looking for someone else to save me. Mm. It's dumb, you know, right? Like there's no white knight that's going to come and save you. Mm-hmm. But for a period, I was in that place. Um, and I, I, I'm grateful for uh, Jason Phillips. Uh, he, he's, he's, he was, he's mentoring my wife um, on the nutrition coaching side. But he doesn't even, at, at that period, he, he never met me. But he was gracious enough to get on the phone with me uh, over, the, over a period of three weeks and, and, you know, sometimes an hour conversation. And, 
literally helped me pull my head and my, my, my behind <laughs> and, and, and start to change the dialogue in my voice that, that I mattered and that, that I, I, it was time to choose me again. Uh, and from that place, um, I, I started to climb out of, out of my pit, the hole, the darkness. And, what I, and all of these pieces came together, the Holly piece. And it, 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 I knew that I had to do those things every day because if I didn't, I was going to slide back into that place. Mm-hmm. And sliding back into that place was not, well, that was non-negotiable. I was like, I, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. because losing, losing, losing my wife, losing my business, losing just, it's not, it's not going to happen. So I chose me and every single day, uh, I, I started to live holly. I started, uh, you know, to take care of my fitness and my nutrition and taking care of myself. Um, and that's also let, what led into the affirmation side. It's why um, meditation is non-negotiable for me now. Um, and it's why the journaling part is non-negotiable for me now. Because I, like I, it, it, I saw the power of stepping outside of my stories through that process. And boy, was I wrapped up in stories. <laughs> like, it just got crazy. Like, it was, it was, it was so crazy. <laughs> and... Um, and then, you know, the, the bigger piece, which, you know, was, was in, in L, the love part, you know, for me facing what was real and what was, what the cards were dealt in, in my relationship, I was like, this is not going to be fun, mm-hmm. but there's no other way around it because I've been avoiding it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I stepped into that water and, re- and owned that my communication sucked, owned that I wasn't always present, owned that I was responsible as well for our intimacy being non-existent. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't fun. But from that diving into that ugliness came the light, if you will. Um, and having those real conversations, not only with myself, but with my wife, delivered the clarity now for me knowing what it is that I want in, 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 in my relationship, which now I know, and it, it is deeper communication, deeper connection, more presence, fiery intimacy and expansion together. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that before. Mm-hmm. I was living from the owner's manual of what society says your marriage should be what your parents' expectations and your friends' expectations of what your marriage should be and what media and entertainment says a marriage should be. Mm-hmm. And that owner's manual didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I came to the realization that it's up to me to craft my own owner's manual mm-hmm. and individualize for my application. <laughs> And so that was, that was the love piece. The expansion piece was I realized that I needed to do something in, in the areas that weren't working so much for me in my life. And the hardest part was, was because was, for many years, I'd been in masterminds. And I stepped into masterminds just to do the business thing. Mm-hmm. 
but I realized like I, I needed to do the work here because this, this wasn't working that well. This, I wasn't showing up how I needed to show up. And I was masking with, you know, I'm doing the business thing. <laughs> and until I, I did that work here, everything else was going to continue to suffer. Mm-hmm. And so inside of that expansion, I, I, uh, I started to do that work on me. Um, and it, 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 it has proved to be powerful. And from that experience, this has now become, you know, it's what I live. And, and because it's what I live, it's what I teach now for, you know, people that are also, if you step aside from, from, you know, working with moms who are married and, and have kids, a lot of the problems are also human problems. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew that, okay, yeah, I'm a guy, but these are also human problems. Mm-hmm. And, and, and moms are humans, but they also have their problems as well. And if, mm-hmm. is, if in this process, I've been able to find my way out of my stories and out of my pit and out of my pain, it is absolutely going to help someone that, that is experiencing that as well. And it, it's, it's proving to be the case. And it's been a powerful gift. And I know when I was going through it, it wasn't fun. <laughs> it's never it's fun not. when you're going through it. And, mm-hmm. and it feels like all the walls are coming down and everything's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. But that had to happen to deliver me into this place here mm-hmm. where, where I feel certainty now that I haven't felt in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's been a very powerful experience. Yeah. You were a warrior. <laughs> you won the battle. <laughs> and it's never done. No, it's not. It's never done. And that's the other thing that I learned from, from this experience. Because life never stops. The chaos never stops. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing to look those things in the eye Otherwise, you die down. You choose to retreat. You choose to play small. You choose to go and hide. And you choose to sedate. And that's not a fun place. Because then you're just living as a shell of yourself. Mm -hmm. When what's possible is living into the full expression of who you you are and the gifts that your creator gave you. Mm -hmm. That's power. Like, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's (laughs) really powerful. I mean, it really is. Um, and it's, it's not always easy to share like that publicly. So I appreciate it. Oh, this is public? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, I always heard other people share, you know, like the, whoever it was, or Tony Robbins, whoever, any of those gurus yeah. out there talking and sharing. And then until I got into this work, it never occurred to me, like, how damn uncomfortable that is. It is. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, oh, you, I, do I really have to, like, get into that in front of everybody? Like, <laughs> it is. Yeah, but no, I, like, thank you for sharing that. It's really powerful. And, you know, how, what advice do you give? Because I feel like this, there are different ways of, of dealing with stories what how you told us how you dealt with it what are some of the ways that you uh guide other people to deal with stories look at what's real Mm -hmm. 
because that's the first thing you have to do is you got to look at what's real. What is, what's true? What is really, what are the cards on your table? Mm -hmm. um, and I say that because it's what I had to do. And, and until you do, you're living on fantasy Island with Mr. Rourke and tattoo. <laughs> and, and, and everything is, is, is storyland and, and this, this veneer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's hard. It takes courage. But what I found in my experience of going through this and what I found in my experience of coaching moms through these, their experiences and their stories is it's just like working out. When someone steps into the indoor facility and they step on that floor, the, the thought in their head is like, I can't do that. I can't even lift five pounds. Mm -hmm. And when you, this is similar. You're stepping into the gym of, of, of dealing with the stories in your life. And yeah, when you first step into it, it's going to be hard to lift five pounds. It's going to be hard to, to admit how you've been showing up. Mm -hmm. But you have to do that first. That's the first thing is you got to look at what's real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, recognizing the stories there. A lot of these are such a fabric of the way our mind works that we don't even realize it's there. If we were raised a certain way, we oh. might not even question something. It's, 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 you know, there are the stories at the surface and then there are those deeper stories that are our beliefs, mm -hmm. beliefs about the world and how it works and how things function and how things should be. Yeah. And a lot of times they're shared among uh, families, communities, societies, and it can be hard to recognize that those stories are there. I mean, you know, what is water to a fish? It's, yeah, so you're right. Um, first, it's knowing the cards on your table, and that can be the external ones in your life. That can be the internal ones on the surface, and that can be the deeper beliefs you have about everything <laughs> yeah and, and then and then it's what do you what do you do about that and I think um you know there's the common surface level approach to affirmations where it's like you know you say something over and over again and for some people that that works you know like so for some people they're like oh well I hate myself so I'm gonna say every morning I'm gonna look in the mirror and say I love myself. I love myself. And yeah. for some, for some people that really like, that's all they need to do. And that's awesome. And then there's a lot of people where it's actually harmful because every time, because what? You're stuffing it. Yeah. It's every time they look in the mirror and say, I love myself. That little voice just responds F that you hate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so I think there's there's another approach which is to you know acknowledge what the story is but not take it as truth you know you don't you don't even have to change the story right away it can be something that you allow to change organically on its own as you experience something different you know it could be you acknowledge the stories there. You acknowledge that it's not truth, but that it's still there for you in your mind. And that's it. And then you, you find yourself when you come from that mindset, 
that you'll start to make decisions that go against the decisions you would make if you were still taking that story as truth. Yeah. And then as you start to make different decisions, the story will naturally get weaker and maybe there will be another one in its place. Or maybe when you get to a certain you know, level, you start to let go of stories completely and just live in the moment, live in reality a little bit more. Um, sometimes choosing something that you know logically to be true, like a counter story that you can say that you actually believe can be helpful. So if you have the little voice in your head uh, saying you can't do that, logically saying, well, there's no logical reason that other people can do it and I can't. And so I acknowledge that I feel like I can't do it. I acknowledge that I'm having trouble believing I can do it, but I also know that I can do it. And so if I did believe that I could do it, what are the actions I would choose? Yeah. Let me try. Let me try going with those actions. Um, and I think and it all it all comes down to after after stepping into the story that when you acknowledge the story and and look at it, it it leads you down a path that you eventually give yourself that permission. One to say there is another possibility, mm -hmm. and if there is another possibility. Who do I have to become? Mm -hmm. What are the things that I start to say to myself if, I, if that possibility would, was my life? Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's also you know, something that, that sort of cascades from just looking at what's real. Yeah, no, absolutely. And also along those lines, sometimes the alternate story is already your life and it's just how you're viewing it and what parts of your life you're paying attention to. Um, so in a, in a different side of the story conversation is, you know, how do you perceive the life you have right now? What are the stories you're telling you about your own situation? And so um, this comes up so much with, I mean, in my own life and also with the moms I work with, um, because... So for example, you know, as a single mom, there's a story in society about single motherhood, right? Like we're martyrs and our lives are difficult and they suck and don't worry, you'll meet someone eventually. <laughs> and that's what you should be worried about, right? And it's, it's like, well, that's not the story I'm choosing for myself. Um, you know, I can't be in denial there are things about being a single mom that make it challenging. Absolutely. You know? And it's, it also depends on your situation. Are you a single mom who has a very involved co-parent or are you a single mom who, where the co-parent maybe abandoned you and the child? Are you getting financial um, contributions from the co-parent or are you support doing everything on your own? Do you have family members who step in? Like all of those make a difference, of course. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, like in my own life, I found that depending on my current mental and emotional state, there were different stories that I could tell myself about the situation. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, there was, and you know, and keep in mind, this is the same person. There is, oh, well, um, I'm, I have to do everything myself. I'm, you know, supporting him all by myself. 
Um, you know, there are so many problems I have to deal with. I'm going through a divorce. This is difficult. I have to leave him for 12 and a half hours a day while I, while I go to work. And, you know, um, I had, I had this desk job, um, you know, and working in something that I don't care about every, you know, every second of the day and it's stressful for me and I don't have time to do this and this and And then, but at the same time, same life, same point in my life, right? I go back and this is, I'm so lucky because as a single mom, I have this job that allows me to support myself and I don't have to rely on, you know, my family who is very willing to help or on, you know, other people that maybe should be helping that weren't giving the type of support that I would have expected. I, you know, I don't need them to, I can take care of it on my own. Um, you know, um, being single is makes certain parts of my life so simple. I don't have relationship drama. I don't get into fights. <laughs> um, I can, you know, if I want to, I can go on a date with whatever, you know, hot guy asked me out and just have fun and it's stress-free without the drama. And, you know, I'm, you know, so it was like, there were these two stories and it depended on me, right? It depended on my mental and emotional state. Yeah. And while it's not easy, we control either on a conscious level or on a subconscious level, we control our emotional states. And there are things that we can do to get better at controlling them on that conscious level at will, right? Oh. So if I change my mental and emotional state, then I believe the stories about how lucky I am in my situation and how grateful I am to be on the path that I am and to be able to do it all on my own. And, you know, th that, you know, while I do want to meet a partner one day, I'm not in a rush and I can enjoy being single while I'm single. And, you know, and then when I find myself slipping into those alternate stories, it's like a signal for me, like, uh, I need some self care. <laughs> you know, like, I need to, I need to meditate. <laughs> I need yeah. to, I need to sleep. I need to, step back from things a little bit um, yeah. and take care of myself because my mind isn't in the right place. And if my mind's not in the right place, then the decisions and the actions I choose are not going to be helpful for me or for my son or for my greater goals in this universe. And yeah. so let me stop everything that I'm doing right now and not be reactionary and take a break and deal with this that's going on in my mind here. Yeah. And then I know in a few hours or tomorrow, I'll be able to make the decisions I need to, to move forward in a better direction. Totally. Yeah. Stories, man. <laughs> powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Um, so share with us, what, what are you doing right now? Do you have anything um, specific that's coming up that people should know about? How can people follow you? How can they get in touch with you? How can they learn more about the wonderfulness that is you? And then how can people begin to work with you? Uh, so you can find me on the, on the grams, on the Instagram, mm -hmm. at Johnny Rococo. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where uh, the, a lot of the, the info about what we got going on is... is, is where it lives. Uh, right now we're retooling um, and uh, repackaging and reworking um, our, what was a six week challenge into um, the Live 360 experience. Mm -hmm. And it's taking all of the things and the elements that, that, uh, that, that we, we talked about 
and the things that we work with one-on-one -on -one with, with, our, with, our, with our moms here uh, into, into something that allows us to work remotely. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't have to be local. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're working on that. And then um, right now, the, the way that you can work up with us um, is uh, via nutrition coaching. Um, because inside of the nutrition coaching, we the, the piece of that, uh, the Live 360 coaching, is introducing you into, into Halle as well. And um, you don't have to be local for that. <laughs> and what about the people who are local? For the people that are local, well, then... Um, Tell again, them where to find you. On the Instagrams, at Johnny Bukowo. At Johnny Bukowo, yeah. I was going to say .com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on Badass Moms. Everybody, all of Johnny's information will be in the show notes. So if you didn't catch that, you can find them there. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom about overcoming the challenges and thriving as a, as a busy married working mom. And I look forward to more conversations with you. Yes. <laughs> You're fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So thanks yes. for being here. All right. Thank you. Much love. Aloha. Much love. Um, and those of you listening, thank you for being here and uh, make sure you subscribe to Badass Moms and check out the Holistic Therapies Directory at holistictherapiesdirectory.com. Whether you are a practitioner who wants to spread the news about what you do, or if you're someone looking for holistic therapies, check out what is available there online and in your geographic area. And don't forget to message me at Coach at Facebook and Instagram or get in touch however you want to so that I can give you the access to the pre-sale for the Super Busy Mommy transformation launching January 1st. The test group's already going, guys. They're already, they're already uh, digging deep into this stuff. Um, so I really can't wait to see all of you get in there and get your results. Um, so get in touch with me and I'll let you know everything you need. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Badass Moms. You've been listening to Badass Moms. Join us again and get your badass on.